And there we are. Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. And we're your hosts. I am Rob Nichols. And I am festive. That doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> and I am Pernell. That does no word for festive that starts with P. Freet! He is dressed as Santa today. That is true. Ho, 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 and all that rot. Yeah, and I am one of his elves. You, I have to be because I'm shorter than you. That is true. I was like, okay, yeah. you, I don't recall taking your application for this position. <laughs> that was like, like you went there. Like I had to, uh, I had to apply for this position. You did have to apply. I thought I just had to be born on the North Pole and be short. Heavens no, man. There's, there's standards involved here. I oh. can't just have any adult making my presence. <laughs> Kids need quality. They expect quality. I, would you want a present made by some guy <laughs> off the street? Um, no, absolutely not. If it was wrapped, but you could see the okay. corner of the box. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go back to the workshop. I'll go back to the workshop. That's right. You we, go back. <laughs> we don't want an increase in pay. We don't want better health benefits. We're going to go back to the shop. All right, now we're talking. Okay. Faster, cheaper. In case you haven't figured it out by now, we are a video game music podcast in which we talk about video game music and just random other stuff. But today is the holiday show. Are you ready to get festive? Are you ready to get festive? What do you mean you're not? Come on. I'll tell you what, man. Last last weekend was the holiday party. I am holiday partied out. Yeah, see, because he was the host. I was the guest, so I got really, <laughs> I got drunk and hung out with everybody. Yeah, and I was cool like, games. you just come over here. You drink all the booze. <laughs> Honestly, I have no qualms with Actually, my family entertains you. I know that. <laughs> that is also true. It's a give and take relationship thing. It was a good time. I had a good, I did have a good time. I, I'm I'm kind of wiped out from the partiness. So, but yeah. So um, as this episode comes out, I hope you had a nice holiday and New Year's is coming up. Yep. Who's ready to sleep? Mm. Totally, totally. That would be me. I'm gonna be knocked out ten o'clock. Um, yeah, so this week on the show, so last year we did the 16-bit Christmas, which was actually like episode six or something. It was early on, but it was still a pretty solid product, I think. Yeah, so this 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 year, it's going to be, um, I don't know, the 30, oh, we, <laughs> we call it the 32X, I remember now, it was called the 30, uh, Sega 32X-mas. Yes! Winter Wonderland edition. <laughs> Or, or whatever you celebrate, but this is like you know, it's the festive holiday, wintery time. So we're gonna play some, some fun wintery, nostalgia-inducing kind of tracks. I'm game for that. I'm ready to go. I got some tunes picked out. I use it as a good excuse to throw one track in there in particular. And uh, hey, I'm, I was geeked for this. All right, I'm gonna start it off with. So you gotta admit though. Oh, what? Every I was thinking about it actually when we were picking these tracks. If we end up getting like heaven forbid winter wonderland fourth mix, it's gonna be like, well, I got that. Um, oh, I love that fourth mix. <laughs> it's gonna be. I just got. I just heard this commercial on TV, and I just kind of recorded it and assumed it could be in a video game. It's, it's gonna get weirder. No, there's and weirder. There's plenty of game music, but oh yeah, as far as like you know, specifically like, winter, like for wintery, wintery or Christmassy. Wait, did we do it like an ice and snow levels episode? That was kind of what we did for the holiday one, actually. Okay, yeah, that's what we're doing again. Um, so on that tip, my whole set today is Famicom. So my first track is from the game Morio Senki Madara. He I, loves that game! 
Love that. I love that game soundtrack. <laughs> it is a good soundtrack. Yeah, I have some really interesting ones. So it's from Mario Senki Madara for the Famicom, and the track is called Snow Island. You're listening to Snow Island from the game Morio Senki Madara for the Famicom by Tapi Iwise, Miki Higashino, Hirofumi Tana, Tanaguchi, and Akihata. And um, I picked this track because it's, it's it's very like um it sounds to me like a snowstorm like like you're like you're, like you're inside looking out at a really bad snowstorm. I don't know. I thought when you were going in the snowstorm, I took it the other way. Like I was thought you were gonna say. You're kind of in a snowstorm, and you're trying to find your way out. <laughs> that was he was manipulating the boom mic or the mic lever. So. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I was like, this isn't on your face. <laughs> I'm gonna move it. Boop, boop. So you were talking about snow. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, we don't have any of that right now. But oh, uh, I was thinking about the exact opposite, actually, like being kind of in a snowstorm, trying to find your way out of it. Um, but oh, not- okay. no, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like do 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 do. Does have a very mysterious kind of sound to it, and I always thought like the um, the little backing track sounds like a sounds like a um, Castlevania track. I've been listening to a lot of Castlevania in the last couple of days to hours. Yes, and uh, I guess I can kind of see it a little bit, like old, old older school. Older school. Yeah, the older ones for sure, but the yeah. later ones, they got away from that sound, unfortunately, or forces, depending on what you're looking for. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I could definitely see it from some of the older ones, but oh no, that was a solid pick there. Thank you. And thank it doesn't make me want it to snow any more than I wanted it prior, though, mind you. I <laughs> no, won't say that. No, well, um, Moria Senki Madara is, a, um, is based on a horror, like a horror anime, or it's a, it's a horror style. It's in the horror genre, so it's supposed to be scary. And now we're talking about something else I've been reading up on a little bit lately. Japanese horror stuffs. Oh. Um, well, not, not as a good time to talk about. Well, we're listening to Japanese horror game music, right? Yeah, it's like there's this person, I guess some listeners have probably heard of her before, like Junji Ito or something. And um, I, I don't know why I thought of her recently, but I started reading up a bunch of her works, like a, like a character named Tomoe or something. And the idea is that it's a girl who is just by being around people she kind of drives them a little bit on the insane side they become obsessed with her and then eventually they try to kill her 
Oh and God. they do kill her. Okay. But then when she dies, her cells have this weird way of they split and they can form a completely new body. So she has been clones of herself over the years as people as she's driving driven people mad, they kill her. She comes <laughs> back to life and does it and she splits like an ad like, a, like oh, an wow. atom. It becomes two every time. So something yeah. like that, for example. So it's like she'll go somewhere else and live and then someone will go crazy and kill her. And it's like a really weird concept for horror, honestly. Yeah, that's really bizarre. You know, I think it follows that same kind of horror idea of like everything is the same, everything is normal, but it's not. And so, like, you know there's something different, but it's not, like, but you can't, but you don't know what it is. You, and, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I can yeah. say it's kind of like how it is with that. Like, if you didn't, until you get to the actual end part, it's like, well, I don't know what's so special about this. She's just a girl that this guy is really getting into for some reason. He doesn't get it. And it turns out, well, because she's weird. She's a weird Japanese horror character. There's no explanation for what she is or why. Like, um, yeah, it's another week we're getting together to record the show, but, like, what if I'm not really Rob? But you don't you don't know that. But in the back of your mind, well, you still have good taste in booze, so you're okay with me, Rob. <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> all right, what's uh, what's your what's your first track? All right, um, let's get the uh, that, that was some Christmas cheer in your glass. That's right, right. The taste of mint and julep. Uh, <laughs> basically, I, the first track I'm going to pick is one that I can't think of too many other reasons I would ever pick this track. So, again, this episode is the perfect excuse to do so. All right, that's what you got. It's from the game James Pond 2, <laughs> codename Robocod. Oh, my God. And the track is called Castle Castellations. Yes. And it's written and composed by a guy that goes by the name of Richard Joseph. Okay, let's check it out. Listening to the track Castle Castellations from the game. Jingle Bells. <laughs> the, game the track is called Jingle Bells. He's <laughs> Damn it, pronounced. <laughs> composed by Richard Joseph. All right. First of all, the game does have other tracks. Tracks that are not obviously, you know, public domain songs. But I, I, I could not. Do a Christmas episode at this point and not include this track. It was a, it was just, it's just there. It, it had to be done. Okay, so James Pond is a super secret agent fish, mm-hmm. and he tr- hunts down Santa Claus in the Arctic and pulls him underwater. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not go nuts there. Well, he's, he's a not fish. A, he's he's not a, a murderer, man. He's a fish. He doesn't know. He's not a fish. He's a robocod. Are there fish fish claws? No, it's Santa Claus. <laughs> and he does go to the North Pole <laughs> to rescue him from Dr. Maybe. <laughs> and he has an extendable torso. That's cool, though. It's an actually surprisingly cool game. When we first started, the right before the episode started, Rob and I were talking... Just talking general shop, and the topic of like cheap games came up, and I was talking about how my dad would never buy us games except for the rare time where I just we would guilt him into it. But whenever he did it, the game couldn't sell for more than twenty bucks. The game cost more than twenty; he wasn't doing it, which meant I was exposed to a lot of games that I would have never played otherwise because there's no reason I would have even picked them up. And this is one of them: a game that I really enjoyed, played to completion, and finished it. But oh god, would not have played otherwise. Which I'm, and but so times like that, I'm glad I got the discount option. But yeah, he's a robotic fish who okay. is a secret agent right. who goes to the North Pole. I'm on board. Santa's workshop 100%. to save Santa Claus and Christmas from the evil Doctor Maybe. So is that that's canon? It's canon. <laughs> the official James Pond storyline. He does go to the North Pole. Wait, he is does that, prove is Santa that, Claus is real. Is this part Santa of Santa Claus is real? Not just part of the game. Is yeah, totally. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're they're, they're messing with they're you. They're liars. But is that the whole game? Like, is the whole game lead up to James Pond finding Santa, or is it just that's the whole game? The entire game takes place in Santa's workshop. Really? Yes. Oh it's a God. bunch of different I sections. I didn't even know that. It's that's... a huge facility, and there are <laughs> boss toy generals. You think I would know that? As an official elf, you should. That's yeah. why you need. That's why. And you, now you know why I didn't hire you, right? <laughs> if you don't understand the, the intricacies of the James Pond universe, clearly you have no place in my workshop. Oh man! Just it's, saying. I take you back to school. It's boy. how I eat candy canes, isn't it? <laughs> you don't like the way I eat my candy cane. That is true. You're not. You just you bite them. You, you're terrible eating candy canes too, and you only eat the peppermint ones. There's so many other flavors out there. I know, I know, I know. But really, who cares? Who cares about the other flavors, Pernell? A real elf, that's who. <laughs> real elves care. All right, fine, <laughs> fine. But yeah, honestly, deep down, I think this. Like, I think you mentioned earlier, this was this actually wasn't a Mega game, and I knew I knew it was at least on PC in some shape or form before it hit Germ Genesis. It's a surprisingly fun game and worth checking out if you can get your hands on it. Whether through emulator or heaven forbid, the card is still out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it, played it to completion, and I'd play it again today if I had access to it. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that sometime. Maybe we'll do that sometime. That's right. Show who the real secret agents are in this room. <laughs> yeah. You a bad enough dude to save Santa Claus? I like that. Bad. Bad Santas. Oh man, that's already a thing. Forget it. Anyway, I'm moving on to my next track. <laughs> uh, my next track is from from a game we haven't played before, but um, has a, a very famous soundtrack. This is from the game Lagrange Point for the Famicom, and this track is called "Relaxed Atmosphere in the Relaxation Room." Or I guess it's in the Relaxation Room part of the game. Um, it's by Akio Dobashi, Noriyuki Takahashi, Katsuhiko Suzuki and at Sushi Fujio. Again, this is from the game Lagrange Point. Enjoy.
and we're back. You're listening to the Relaxed Atmosphere Relaxation Room from the game Lagrange Point for the Famicom by Akio Dobashi, Noriyuki Takahashi, Katsuhiko Suzuki, and Atsushi, sorry, Atsushi Fujio. And um, this has a really interesting history in that Konami produced a, a really specific sound chip for this cartridge. So it's it's a full FM synthesizer chip inside this this game that doesn't really exist in any other game. So no other game used this chip at any point? No. Ever. Ever. That probably explains a lot then, because I know that uh, I've never played the game myself, but I do know of a couple RPG enthusiast friends who talk about how sought after this game actually is. Yeah, it's one of those rarities. But yeah, anyway, this, this track to me actually sounds like a Christmas song, you know? I could definitely at least see it from like like the the holiday room atmosphere, like a bunch of people sitting around drinking tea, and this music is just kind of playing over the atmosphere, over the environment as people sit there. And it's like, hey, so are you ready for the holidays? Yeah, it's pretty. I too am ready for the holidays. But like, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see this being a good sit around by the fire, yeah, have a discussion type totally. tune. It's kind of slow. It's kind of lazy. It's 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 nice. It's not like happy and fun like Jingle Bells. Hey, look, <laughs> James Pond knows how to party, okay? It's, yeah. not, it's not his fault you can't understand the, the wonder and magic of Jingle Bell medleys. But um, I think I'll be picking from this game more in the future because I haven't really just, I haven't really um, looked through it so much. And so now now going through it now, it's I'm like, oh, there's some really good tracks in here. So this this sounded to me the most Christmassy kind of, kind of atmospheric kind of tune there is on there. I'm going to assume it has an English patch only because of the fact that, again, people seem to apparently are looking for it in the States to, as a collector's sort. So yeah, I can't maybe s- I can locate it and give it a go. No, I can't speak to that, but yeah. Or could you? All right, what, what's your next track there? All right, so the next track after a lot of deliberation and contemplation. Okay. It's from the game Secret of Mana. Oh, cool. And the track is simply called A Wish. And it is composed by... Hiroki Kikuta. If you have not fallen asleep, you are listening to a wish from the game Secret of Mana. That's a great pick. It's definitely a good choice. It's just, uh, I could see people were like, man, I'm tired. And now this track just happened to come on and I'm not feeling so awake right now. Wake up! <laughs> but, um, one, the track itself is pretty good from a really good game. If For the one listener out there that does not know what Secret of Mana is, 
please pick it up. It's on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I don't think there's one bad track. Like you were saying, like there's there's like not one bad track on this this whole soundtrack. There really isn't. It's just a superb product from the house of Squaresoft. That's where I said Squaresoft. <laughs> um, yeah. You picked a really good one here, though. This is this is really well put together. Like it doesn't even. It's it definitely sounds like it's on Super Nintendo, but the way it's composed and like put together, it's it sounds so much more than that. And another, there's another reason why I picked this track too. Probably one of the most bizarro cameos in a game that I could think of. Well, if I'm going solely by memory here, so if anybody wants to call me out on, feel free. Basically, you are the main point of the game. You're of course going out and you're revive awakening mana seeds by charging them with your sword or whatever. You're powering your sword with the mana seeds. And one of the locations is Ice Country, and there's an ice palace that you have to journey through. This music plays while you're in Ice Country and in the Ice Palace. And the last boss of that dungeon is the some like a weird like troll frosty thing, like Frost Man or something, Frost Beast, Mm -hmm. some giant like ogre thing. And when you beat him, he turns into Santa Claus. Really? Yes. He turns into Santa Claus, and I remember this because of how absurd it was, even at that age. The Frost Guy... What was it? Frost... Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Frost, I remember. Frost, Frost Gigas. Frost Gigas. Gigas or Gigas or Gugas. That was his name. You defeat the Frost Gugas. You beat the Gugas. Get the googly moogly. Um, but when you beat him, it turns out that the reason why he became... Santa uh, became a Frost Gigas is because children stopped believing in him. <laughs> I can't make that up, actually. Well, I, I quickly have like a wiki over here, and it says that the town is full of walrus people and Santa Claus. <laughs> so <laughs> so there you go. Wal- walrus people? Oh, this time I thought he hung out with elves. Lo and behold, nah, nah. No, no, you don't like my friends. You don't even like me, and you don't like my friends, the, hey, wal- hey, the, the hey, walruses. Hey, 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 I did I think you're a stand-up guy, Mr. Mister Rob. I think you're a stand-up gent, and I'm sure your friends are quality people, too. But you're just really poor elves. And <laughs> quite frankly, liking you doesn't mean I'm going to employ you okay. in my okay. workshop. That's right. I'm going to get this job by the end of the show. Very possibly. Bake me cookies. <laughs> All right. We'll get you some cookies. I'm going to bake them in my awesome video game music oven. Easy baked chip this tune. Tra- this next track is so hot, it's going to cook the cookies. Will it be chocolate chip tune cookies? No, no, but it's different. It's um, from the game Mother, again from the Famicom. This is uh, the first Earthbound game. Was it just called Mother? Just Mother. Yes, the first one. All right. And the track is called Snowman by Keiichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka.
And we're back. You're listening to Snowman from the game Mother for the Famicom by Keiichi Suzuki and Hirokazu Tanaka. Um, I love this song. This whole soundtrack is awesome, but this is a really cool song. It is a really cool song. Though it's kind of funny, you're hearing this music and then you end up like getting into a battle with like a like a like a diuretic walrus or There's something. There's some weird enemies in this game, definitely. Oh yeah, like I'm pretty the the monster I made. I just said I'm, I honestly just made up, but seriously, it would not be odd to find a diuretic walrus <laughs> running around in Mother Mother Two or Mother Three for that matter. But this is this is definitely cool. I love how like even with the NES hardware, which isn't like super. There's the only thing you know. There's only four voices. But they're still able to make those little um, plinky sounds, which are, are coming up right here. Here it comes. That's so nice. I, I love when they can do like a little bit of an echo, like they kind of like mirror like from one channel to the next to make this little echoey sound. It's so cool. Yeah, I just, I'm just enjoying the track. I also feel like it's interesting. This is like maybe the first episode, I think, where aside from my first track, every track we've picked has been pretty light and mellow. Yeah. And very snowy. I feel like... um. You know, this time of year is like a time for people to feel like nostalgic about maybe their childhood or just about other other Christmases they've had in the past. You know, it's just you think about it and, and um, very time to reflect on the year also on, on the year past. Oh, that is very true. Unfortunately, in my case, that reflection stems around writing up a list of the games I've bought over the last year. Oh, no. <laughs> and it gets absurd. Oh, no. But hey, reflection. <laughs> I can think back on the previous days. The shrink wrap children. The shrink what, wrap. Was it Gigawing 2? Sparkle Bump. Reflect Force! <laughs> remember that? Oh, Maybe. yeah. Only what I really remember was Spark Bump. Spark Bump? Yeah, he was good. And that was that was that was the one that was the funniest to say. <laughs> Sparkle Bump. So, yeah, Gigawing 2 is a, is a top down, a vertical uh, shooter for the Dreamcast, in which, in the Japanese version, everyone just screamed their attacks like every attack and you would do these attacks over and over and it was a four player game but it was spectacular oh in the sense God. that you'd be fighting bosses and everybody's just unloading their supers at once and everyone's unloading like just their lungs of just like screaming reflect the spark that game had so much voice acting in it even in the um the cutscenes in between stages and at the end it was just like hours and hours of dialogue and it wasn't treasure though that was a different studio wasn't it um was it Cave? No, no Giggling wasn't no, Cave. No, it wasn't Cave. Sikyo? Might have been Sikyo. I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look that one up. But no, we're, we're really bad at this nostalgia thing. We're really bad about talking about the game that's playing on this episode. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, like, there's no, I don't know a great deal about the original Mother. Like, I played Earthbound, and I started Mother twice. I started Earthbound twice. No, no, I... Oh, you, oh, you started Earthbound <laughs> I twice. did, yeah. I don't oh, you didn't finish. That game is the sweetness. Yeah, that's cool. Like, this game... I mean, having played Earthbound and then going back to it years later after the, when the fan translation first came out, it felt very, very similar to actually playing Earthbound. Like, the main character looks identical to Ness. Um, it's... I think you fight some of the same enemies at the beginning of the game, like crows. Uh, but the battle music is awesome. And you fight a Mack truck really early on, which is bizarre. That's awesome. I love that. And it's like, um, I remember in Final Fantasy VI where you have to fight the ghost train. Yes, and you suplex it. Yeah, you use suplex on the ghost train. That's the best. It's such an awesome game. Body slam the train. Now remember, the first enemy you fight in Mother is a lamp. It's a living <laughs> lamp. And oh, you're just in your bedroom, and you go to the door, 
And a lamp attacks you. There's no reason, no explanation or anything. Just a lamp attacks you. I like that. And it's still awesome. But um, it's just a great game. And you travel around. God, I remember so little about it. You get psychic powers. You have to gather your friends. But whereas Earthbound kind of set up a whole narrative, so you kind of followed along. This was the you know classic Nintendo-style game where I'm pretty sure they told you the majority of the plot, early plot in the manual. And then you just kind of went around and did stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I know what you mean. Like a lot of those, like you have to, you have to know. If you read the manual, you know the story and kind of what to do. But otherwise, you're completely lost. The one thing I do remember liking about the game, for some bizarre reason, I don't even know why it happens in the game particularly, but one of the faded heroes is a nerd, and you meet him by going to the top of an elementary school, and he's hiding in a trash can. Huh. So you have to inspect the trash can. <laughs> And then he's inside talking to you, and I can't remember whether you have to give him a bottle rocket or just say, hey, man, cool glasses or something like that. But one of those things, Hmm. he he leaves the trash can. He's like, hey, you want to be friends? And you Uh go, sure. And then you immediately travel to a candy factory up north to find more bottle rockets. That's awesome. And fight weird, weird monsters. But it's such a great game. And the battle system's fun. It's classic Dragon Warrior style with the word smash written out <laughs> whenever you actually hit a critical. That's awesome. So it's just an awesome game. And one I'd recommend you play even because I think it's pretty short if you actually sit through the thing. Yeah, I just need to you need to sit through them. Um, one thing I'll do, one thing I will do eventually. Is sit? <laughs> I will sit, yeah. Um, so that's... Um, wait, you have one last track, right? I do. You Don't have forget one? my last track. I almost did. So what's your last track? Another case of a track where I'm not going to pick it on any episode but this episode, to be honest with you. So, I'll take the opportunity to go and get it. It's Joy to the World. No, it's... Rudolph got ran over by, by a reindeer. Rudolph got ran over by... Rudolph done got get got. Rudolph got again on the reindeer train. Nah, not Rudolph that. got suplexed. <laughs> by a martial artist. <laughs> by a 16-bit martial artist. Right. Nah, nah, this track is from an oft-unknown game by many, but it was pretty surprising when it first dropped on the scene, and that game is Christmas Nights, and the track is called Jack Frost Chime. It's composed by Tomoko Sasaki and Naofumi Hataya.
Welcome back, guys. You are listening to an old favorite of mine. I'm jamming out to it. The game called Christmas Nights, track called Jack Frost Chime, composed by Tomoko Sasaki and Naofumi Hataya. And I love Tomoko Sasaki because she did the music to Rystar, one of my absolute favorite soundtracks. Such a good track. This is great. This is really, really fun. And it came, the game and the track for that matter, matter literally came out of nowhere. Um, for those not aware, there was a game back in, I'd say, 1996 on the Saturn called Nice Into Dreams. It was Sega's attempt to combat the recent hit of PlayStation Love and the crazy graphic technology that were getting pumped out of the Super Nintendo and the soon-to-be-released N64. I remember when it came out, it was a big deal because of the um, the analog joystick that you used to play it, right? Exactly now, right. Was that, was that developed for this game almost specifically? Yeah, because the idea was Mario 64 was right around the corner, and Nintendo was piping up the idea of like, hey, you know, with this game, now going forward, you'll be playing 3D games. You can run around, do whatever you want. So they're like, well, we have this 3D control pad. We can do it, too. And they released this game, which, while it wasn't much as far as competing with Mario 64 as a game on its own, not being compared to other games, it was really freaking good. So what, what's, what's different about, like, why was there a Christmas Nights? So what ends up happening is, I don't remember if it was the same year, if it was 96 or 97, but that December issue of Game Fan Magazine, is it a Game Fan or EGM? Either way, the, they used to pack in, they had a pack-in disc. And on that packing disc was Christmas Nights. And no one expected until the disc showed up at their door. What they did was, I guess it was just like a, hey, we just, we love you guys and here's a cool present. It was, Sega basically redid the first level of Nice into Dreams, basically Spring Valley, and turned it into this festive Christmas environment. They redecorated all the entire level. They added new music, redid a lot of the art. And it just was a really awesome thing. And they had these like side items called like presents where you could unlock different things in the game, like sound test mode. You can unlock Sonic to use in the game at some point. A lot of really cool stuff that he just did for the hell of it, just for people to say, hey, look at this cool thing I got. That's, and, that's super awesome that they just, just, just released it for the fans. Yeah. And I, I mean, for it only being one level of a game in a boss fight, I played it quite a bit. Like it was <laughs> addictive. And I could picture people who didn't have Nights into Dreams playing it even more. Just because it's like, they, that's the only exposure to the gameplay itself. And the gameplay in the Nights series, in the Nights game, was really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have still to this day have tons of fond memories of this game. Because some companies, I will admit, there have been the rare case where a company will say, here's this cool thing for Christmas. Hmm. But I don't think there's been anything that really topped getting a full mock-up of a game for free from a company that was never sold retail. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. So would, would you say that this game is difficult to find now, or it's like rare, or what's up? Admittedly, I've never tried to look. Like, I just have my original purchase, so I don't know if it's a rarity or not. Oh, interesting. But uh, I could picture it being a rarity, only because, again, it was printed with a magazine subscription. So basically, if you had it... I mean, don't get me wrong, you didn't have to have the subscription. You can go to the store. I think you could go to the newsstand and get it that month, too. But nonetheless... As many, only as many issues of that magazine got printed is that's how many copies of this disc exist. Wow, yeah. So it could be rare, but uh, one way or another, if you got a Saturn or a Saturn emulator and you've never played Christmas Nights, it's maybe worth your time to pick I, it up. Yeah, I've never played those Nights games ever. 
I've heard about them and I've seen them, seen things of them, but like not really enough to really know what it was all about. It could be something to play one day. Then, because I still yeah. own the car, the, the original disc, and I own Journey of Dreams too on the Wii. A lot of people didn't like that game. I was just like, "Hey, more nights, I'll play." It. Yeah, it's cool that they came back to it after uh, such a long time. Yeah, it was a while. I think it was like ten years later that they released Journey of Dreams. Yeah, wow. Uh, Sega, as a Sega-centric game on on a Nintendo system. Yeah, that was at the point where everyone was just. I think we were already past the, the surprise yeah. of seeing Sonic <laughs> games hit the Wii. After we were we played Sonic and the Secret Rings, I think this was also even after Sonic and the Black Knight. But uh, yeah, at this point, people were just like, "Hey, whoa, Knights is back! I'll play that." Some of us did anyway. Well, check this out. I'm gonna bring this track down all the way down because we're gonna get into the part of the show that we like to call the bonus round. Bonus round, bonus round, bonus all around. <laughs> God, <laughs> music jams in your ears until you take a nap. I don't know. There you go. There you have it. That's the bonus round. Good night, everybody. Time <laughs> <laughs> to go. <laughs> so for um, on this part of the show, we usually play remixes and covers based on today's theme. I thought this week, this year, we could pick out tracks as presents to each other. He said this to me, and I was quite shocked and very much unprepared. But I dug deep. And by duct tape, I mean I scrambled like any man on the day before Christmas and right. found him a present. Yeah, I did, I did the, the exact same thing. So my present to you, Pernell, is from the Megas. Oh. And the, the track is called Gemini. Gemini. Mm-hmm. You know, I like you know, you'll hear what I mean. It's supposed to be like a private, like a, like a detective, private eye. <laughs> Gemini. Gemini. Ponderful. It's from History Repeating Part Red. Came out a couple of years ago, and it's from the Megas. So I hope you enjoy it. I I don't know yet. I'm gonna let you open this one I'm up. I'm gonna early. scrutinize <laughs> so hard. It's a cool song. I think you'll dig. <laughs> okay.
did enjoy that very much which is a surprise that I had never heard it before because I do know of the Megas but I've never heard that track before yeah so that was off of their Mega Man 3 album History Repeating and that was from the second part of that as a two part album this was the the Proto Man album uh, Red I especially appreciate the fact that this was from a far superior Mega Man 3 and not that <laughs> overhyped Mega Man 2. <laughs> but I'll say both of those um, Mega's albums are really good. This one is really, really higher. I think it's a much higher concept album, and I really like it. And I knew that this track would be total pronounced because it's got that swing beat. It's got the heavy guitar. It's got really cool, like, Well, I was lyrics. twirling to it. I was do the twisting, shouting a bit. <laughs> yeah, every time this comes up, like, when I'm listening to it, like I'm at work or something, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see you dancing to this track. And I did. I was doing the, do, I was doing the swing dance. Yeah, you're doing that, that Pernell two-step. That's right. From the chair. <laughs> <laughs> the, the chair two-step. <laughs> chair two-see. 
But like it was a it was definitely a good track. That was an excellent selection, good sir. Thank you, thank you. Mine, on the other hand, I can't speak for how well you will take it, but I did a gamble and went with the best. I figured okay. this guy likes Street Fighter. Yeah. And not necessarily your favorite, but definitely one of your recent favorites is Cammy. Yes. And I know you like hip hop. So I was like, maybe there's a decent hip-hop remix what? of Tammy's Street Fighter theme out there. Oh, really? Yeah. And I listened to a number of different tracks. Okay. And I feel like this was my favorite of the ones I heard. It's by a guy. I might have to do some research more on him later because I could not find an artist page or anything. He only seemed to function on the YouTube space. He goes by his name. His handle on the thing is Doghouse TV, but his <laughs> username is Deuce61Grams. <laughs> okay. Um, and the track is... Isn't even it doesn't have a name. It's just hip hop remix or hip hop beat to Cami's theme. That's all it is. But it's really good. All right, let's check it out.
Thank you very much. See, I dug real deep for that when I was like, I went outside of my realm and all on all ends of the spectrum. You there. did, yeah. Like this is stuff I'm usually like, you know, like like slogging through on YouTube and SoundCloud. And so I'm like, I really appreciate this, man. Thank you. Not a problem. Glad you liked it. So we we did some little research on uh, while this track was playing to figure out who exactly made this tune. Yeah, because honestly, everything I was looking for was like there was a lot of like. You know, nebulous links that I was coming across. Like, well, I'm not clicking those without yeah. being on something that's virus blocked. <laughs> but um, it's tough on on YouTube. A lot of people will just you're not sure if they're reposting something or um, it's just a repost from something else that they've done. So they don't really leave a whole lot of uh, personal information. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe his name is Deuce Rel. That's all I know, and it's from Doghouse Studios, and uh, he does a bunch of freestyling over other stuff and makes his own beats and. You know what? He did a really good chill remix of Cammy's theme. Yes, he did. I was I was banging on this. There were other tracks that had a lot more hits. But this one, yeah, no, I, I like, like it. this one much more. I liked it a lot. So, for more information on the tracks and artists featured on the bonus round part of the show, check out rhythmandpixels.com and we'll have links to if we can find their links <laughs> to whatever they <laughs> whatever else they have. Um, so you can go and check out their music and um, see what else they're doing. today on the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast, our salute to this time of the year, the holiday, Christmassy, New Year's, all those things. So freaking frosty. <laughs> frosty, super frosty time of the year. Oh my God. So chill, all salt. <laughs> I love that. All chill, all salt. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> This is a perfect track to go out on. I'm surprised we didn't play this during the show. Honestly, if we do this episode next year, I may just throw it in there to say, look, now you can hear the full track on the show because it really is that good. They did a ridiculously good job with the Mario 3D oh, World absolutely. soundtrack. And I need to come up with more excuses to play Mario 3D World tracks on the show. Yeah, it's really, this is really, really good. I, I love I love all these, all, these, um, all these instruments. They had an orchestra do it, I believe. Oh, it's really good. And it's shocking. You'll see. Maybe later on, just like sit down and listen to like all of them. Like you'll see that the soundtrack. I hated the Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers OSTs. Did not like them much at all. This to me gave. I'm sure Koji Kondo did them, but this to me brought Koji Kondo back out of the doghouse that I put him in when New Mario Brothers <laughs> One came out. So all these are just superb tracks. Nice. All of them. So. Glad we could be able to squeeze one in before the episode concluded. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks for again. Thanks for joining us. Next week we're going to have um, one more composer focus before we get into some other um, randomness. Um, so look out for that. We're not going to announce that just yet until maybe a couple days before the show. But if you have any suggestions for other topics or have any questions or just anything you want to say to us, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. Nice. And for a full track listing and for more information about the show, go to the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Yeah, I'm always doing um, a little extra updates to the show and doing a few things to it. So, um, yeah, 
so check back there every once in a while even if you're not downloading the show from the website just because you know, I'm, I'm kind of changing things around moving things doing some new things to the, to the site you know doing what I do just doing what I do you know what you know I'm just doing I'm just doing what I do see I gotta tell you you make a piss poor elf you should make a fantastic web host there you go I do I can do I can do the Santa cast ah there got, you go yes I got in yeah but then guys you I'm in for now for now we got evaluation time is coming up I'm in I'm in move 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 in on it like SWAT team SWAT team get him I run a wholesome workshop here I don't know what the big idea is I don't think you're paying these elves Oh, I pay them well, well above their candy green. <laughs> I love like this this little happy music in the background. <laughs> I don't run a sweatshop. Uh, anyway, you can also check us out on other social media platforms. Check out on Instagram, Twitter, um, and we're also doing extra things on YouTube at Rhythm and Pixels. Just type us in Google, and we'll come up in all those places right there. Also, check out on Patreon.com if you feel like um, you know being generous this time of year and giving us a little support we'd really appreciate it and if you say rhythm and pixels in front of a mirror three times real fast <laughs> you might hear a special jingle on your left right lobe I love that <laughs> rhythm and pixels rhythm and pixels rhythm and pixels <laughs> it's showtime <laughs> who's ready for a little video magic <laughs> <laughs> alright I think that, I think that's a good time to Call it quits. <laughs> We're going to end on a high note. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. This is the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I'm Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a great week. And remember, though you may have already, you probably have already listened to this episode. Christmas will be over by the time this episode gets to you. But nonetheless, this is still the holiday season. It is an interesting time of the year for a lot of people. Um, whether you celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, Drunkadis, Whatever one you do, Krampus, Grumpus, you know, anything. Remember that overall, the gist of the season is about being kind to each other, being thankful for what we have and happy for what we have, and just pretty much being appreciative of family and friends and material possessions. But (laughs) you always got to remember that even though you are doing that, there are some people who don't necessarily have those things that may be in your life. And if you do know such a person... Look out for them, too. They're good people. And sometimes the poke in the back or the ice cream cake to the face. Any number of things <laughs> that you could do to liven up their day could go a long way to both making them feel happy and also kind of push them through a little bit of the seasonal depression that kicks in every once in a while, too. So mm. be thankful for what you are, for who you have, and also look out for your fellow man. That's what it's all about, folks. Have a good night. Thank you.